When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Beyond the Fairways with PGA Tour professional Jay Delsing and hosted by four-time Emmy Award-winning broadcaster Dan McLaughlin. Now, it's Beyond the Fairways. This is Beyond the Fairways. We're presented by Darty Business Solutions and with Jay Delsing. who played nearly three decades on the PGA Tour. I'm Dan McLaughlin. It is British Open week, and we're going to dive into the British Open. But as always, Jay, great to see you. Danny, I, it's great, first of all, great being with you. But I love when a major's, it's a major week. We get to watch golf over in Scotland and, and England. It's just going to be great. Can't wait. I love the buildup, too, to a major. I just wish we either had a fifth major or that this major was pushed back or the PGA was pushed back. It just seems like they've all come in a big cluster. I know. I know. It's it's all about the PGA. It's, you know, it's all about the PGA Tour not wanting to go up against college and NFL football, and they wanted our schedule to be finished by August. And uh, I, I'm with you. I would much prefer, you know, this being our third and or, or fourth and having one more. Um, but, you know. They're not listening to us. I'm going to throw something at you. Scotty Scheffler tied for third at the Scottish just a week ago. He has finished 12th or better in 19 straight events. He has finished 5th or better in 7 straight. His season earnings now are over $19 million with the British and the FedEx playoffs still left. Makes you wonder. I mean, Tiger had that remarkable run, but this is one of the runs in golf that's kind of flying under the radar just a bit. But man, what a run he's on! It's true, Danny. He just hasn't won enough. I mean, you you think if and he's not putting very well. He what did I do, Danny? I looked at the top six categories, and of the six categories, of five of them, he's in the top five in every one. And then he gets to putting. He's one fifty two. And you and I have talked about it before when probably three, four months ago, it was like everything with the flat stick was so solid with him. So that's a bit surprising when you think of Scotty Scheffler. It really is. I mean, he's got a great short game. He's a big guy. He's he's a really prototypical modern-day player. Smashes it with a good short game and, and a lot of strength and ability to overpower golf courses, you know, but... Shoot, I, I remember what Danny was it two weeks ago when he finished third, and we watched him miss at least three three footers on Sunday. Yeah, he's hard hitting to the ball in a clip that he's probably never hit it like before. Royal Liverpool Golf Club, so that's where they're playing the British Open. What do you know about this uh, place that you can tell our listeners? Typically, a, a cold and wet area up in I think it's in northern England, Danny. When you get a Lynx golf course, it means there's water nearby. All right, and so this is no different. And with those bodies of water comes just a lot of wind and a lot of a lot of difficult conditions. This is probably the most linksy course of the courses in the Rotund for the British Open. Really going to be interesting weather-wise because when you get a Lynx golf course, 
what Mother Nature brings to the table can affect everything so much more so than any other place you play. What is the British Open in terms of your viewpoint on how to play over in Europe? I mean, what what are we going to see in the four days that uh, the British Open takes place? How do they play it? We're going to see – well, we're going to see – well, let's just assume, and you and I have been looking at the weather, and I know you can't predict the weather. I think it was the, the max winds that is predicted is 15 miles an hour. That was the top speed that they were talking about, which is, to me, low. It's a bit yeah, surprising. D- yeah, Danny, over there, that doesn't rate as wind. They call that just a little breeze. Right. Yeah, you know, here in the Midwest, we'd take that and run right now Absolutely. if we could get a little of that going. But what to expect? Rain's called for every single day. Rain only makes the golf course play easier. It's a tremendous nuisance. It's a pain in the ass. There's no question about that. But the golfers and their caddies are so in tune to getting lots of towels, lots of layers, and staying dry, just taking your time. It, 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 it means that the scores will probably be low. You can get anything in a British Open. You can get even par winning certain years, and you can get, you know, we saw Phil Mickelson, um, Henrik Stenson go on an epic two-man run years ago when Stenson wound up outlasting Mickelson and winning the Claire Jug. But, you know, up in the 20 under parts, I don't expect it to go that low. But if we get calm conditions and it's been raining, the golf course is going to be really gettable. Do you see iron play more off the tee, in your opinion, because of the wind and the the weather, the way that it's situated over there? Yeah, right. If it blows... You know what? It's just it. I guess what it depends on is which direction it blows, because the golf courses are set up so brilliantly to handle different sort of winds. And when the wind blows in, out of an easterly direction, the golf course will play X. When it blows out of a southerly direction, it plays Y. And with those directions, Danny brings different amounts of weather. And so any of the locals, they know that stuff really, really well. That's why having a local caddy can really come in handy. And the modern-day player doesn't ever take a local caddy, but they wear the local caddies out for information. I promise you that. Innovations in golf, we're going to talk about how the clubs have changed more in the last 15 years than at any point in golf. We were watching the buildup for the British Open. Bobby Jones is basically wearing a suit as he was playing. (laughs) Crazy. But we were talking about the, the driver that he was using and how perfect you have to be. So we're going to get into that. Also, our tip segment, how to hit out of a bunker, because bunker play is critical, obviously, with the British Open. And then we'll have our picks of the week as well. Beyond the Fairways, presented by Darty Business Solutions. Darty Business Solutions, our title sponsor, is a leader in our community in so many areas. Do they have over 2,500 teammates In over 30 states and three countries? Yes, they do. Are they the largest IT consultant firm in our area? Yes, they are. Are they the largest software developer in the region? Yes, they are. But here are a few more important things to know about Darty Business Solutions. They were the presenting sponsor of the Ascension Charity Classic. This is a community game changer. First of all, it builds diversity in the IT workforce. Hundreds of mostly African-American women are getting fifty dollars to $60,000 a year jobs right out of high school. That's right, right out of high school. Ron Darty, company founder, chaired the 2023 Heartball, which supported the local American Heart Association chapters and raised over $600,000 in one evening. These are just a few examples of the many things that Darty Business Solutions do for our community. Darty Business Solutions. The world of golf is ever evolving. 
It's time for Equipment and Innovations in Golf on Beyond the Fairways. Beyond the Fairways presented by Darty Business Solutions. Okay, Bobby Jones hitting that driver. We were watching it in black and white the other day. It was old film, and you're saying, how in the what? hell did he hit this? Exactly. Danny, so back in the day, the driver had a sweet spot. I'm telling you, it was the size of an eraser on the top of your pencil. Nowadays, the driver has gotten so big, 466 cc's. This thing is like a piece of lawn furniture stuck on a stick. And the sweet spot is the size of a quarter, if not a half a dollar. And they've made the off-center hits so much more playable. You hit it off the heel, it comes towards the fairway. You hit it off the toe, it comes towards the fairway. Back in the day, when you hit a heel shot with the driver, it went remarkably shorter. It felt terrible and never went straight so an innovation is the change in not only the driver but golf clubs in general i mentioned earlier they probably have changed more in the last 15 years than they have at any point in the game of golf no question that's a great call danny and i think it was adam scott that said you wanted you want to change the game tech wise make the driver smaller make the driver smaller make the Sweet spot smaller, make it more difficult to hit. And let's see what guys do when it comes down to swinging 125 miles an hour. Are they going to do that? Are they going to take three woods? Are they going to back off? Something will have to give, Danny, because that at that speed with a smaller sweet spot, those misses are going to be off the planet, bro. Think about this. At 300 yards, uh, a five-degree miss is 15 yards. 350 yards, a five-degree miss is that plus X, 18 plus yards, you start moving that sweet spot smaller and smaller and having those toe and heel hits be be more penal, these balls are going to go flying sideways, bro. How about for the average golfer out there, how often, because the technology is moving at a rapid rate, how often should you change your driver, your set of clubs, just in general? How much should you change them? Well, I will say this. If you love the game and you have the wherewithal financially, you're doing yourself a disservice by not staying up on the tech, at least. Now, my buddies used to call me a dinosaur. I would putt with the same putter. I was one of the still do. I was one of the last guys to do. I was one of the last guys (laughs) to move from a wooden headed driver to the to the metal drivers. I realized though really quickly, once we went from the great big Bertha to the great, great big Bertha and all that jazz, the tech was coming. And I I committed to myself that whatever new comes out, I'm trying it because some combination can light you up like you wouldn't believe. Here's an example. Fred Funk has always been one of the straightest hitters on the tour and a really good player. The Metal Woods come out, Danny, and he picks up 23 yards mm. off the tee with no loss in dispersion. So, no, he didn't start hitting it more crooked. He just started hitting it as straight, but 23 yards further. So, from a business sense, sense excuse me, what's that worth? Yeah, it's huge. Huge amount of dollars. Did, huge amount of dollars. Did guys on tour at that point in time, now we're talking about how the equipment and the ball and the strength of the player is outgrowing courses. But back then, did guys say, this isn't good for the game. As you, you're talking about a player that is gaining 20, 25 yards off the tee. Right. You know, it, it, it happens. You understand what I mean? Yeah, of course. And it happens slowly. You're thinking, why is this right? How does this player who doesn't have the speed all of a sudden pick up 23 yards? 
and it's all because of the tech. And here's a guy that would square up that driver a lot, Danny. He had it so straight, right? So as soon as you gave him this bigger-headed, tramp, more trampoline effect-ish type face, he wore us out with that. Absolutely. I mean, he won the Players' Championship at 50 years old. It's incredible. I was going to bring that up. It's totally incredible. I mean, he, he knows he lives in Jacksonville, knows the TPC well, but, you know, he had never won an event that big. Right. Nothing nothing close to that. So it, it for certain players, it affected a lot more. Tips segment coming up. We're going to talk about hitting it out of bunkers, so those sand shots, and you're going to see plenty of those as you watch the British Open. That's coming up. This is Beyond the Fairways, presented by Darty Business Solutions. Have you ever wanted tips from a PGA pro? It's the tips segment on Beyond the Fairways with PGA professional Jay Delsing and four-time Emmy Award-winning broadcaster Dan McLaughlin. Simply put, how do you hit out of sand? How do you hit out of a bunker? I mean, it is, for some people, <coughs> like yeah, myself. No one in the room that I know. <laughs> it can be really tough. And this is Beyond the Fairways presented by Darty Business Solutions. So, bunker play, a key at the British Open. They have those huge, uh, I call them walls. Yeah. But, I mean, it's it's ridiculous at how uh, far and how high those things go to try to hit out of it. So, Let's start with the British Open. How do yep. you do that? Well, first of all, Danny, you're absolutely right to call them a wall because most of them are are stacked sod bunkers, meaning when these things were created, they were layers of sod layered on top of one another to get this height effect. When you're in a fairway bunker like that, it's and and the match is over. Yeah. You get your 60-degree wedge, and oftentimes, as we talked about um, when I played the British Open in St. Andrews, you have to go the other uh, way. Uh, absolutely. 180 degrees away from yeah. the hole. And you want to talk That's about That's crazy, being man. Oh, man. I was mad, mad as hell. But these, especially in the fairway bunkers, Danny, they are so penal. But I remember, I think I remember seeing Tiger and even Rutif Goosen and some of the other top players at the time really struggling with some of those bunkers. I believe it was on 17, Danny, to the right of the green where Rutif Goosen had one hell of a time trying to figure out how Three to get out of Three different times thing. he was trying to get out. We yep. were watching that earlier today. It was crazy. He I got mean, out for a brief moment, and, and now they back. pull me back in. Yeah, absolutely. So those bunkers, so greenside bunkers are, are, are typically different, but the first thing that I would do, Anytime I was going to a new venue is putting green first, sand second, because you got to figure out what the sand is like. Is it light and fluffy like down in Florida? Is it heavy kind of river uh, bed type sand like we have a lot here in the Midwest? Or is it an animal all into itself? And a lot of times over there, I never seen a sand like that, Danny. It was browner than most of the sand I had ever seen, and it was coarser and heavier. So you had to get in there close to the ball and stay really, really aggressive. And, and, and to get to, to get that out. And you are looking not only for some distance around the green, but height. Yeah. And so what you'll be noticing is a lot of wrist break on the backswing where the player's trying to get a lot of angle, and then he's going to slam that bounce, the bottom of that sand wedge or 60-degree wedge, right into the sand, right up in there next to that ball, probably an inch behind it, and get that thing to pop up and get out of there. Jay, hold on for just a moment. Factor, got to tell our listeners about that. America's ready-to-eat meal kit can help you fuel up fast with flavorful and nutritious ready-to-eat meals delivered straight to your door. You're going to save time, eat well, and stay on track reaching your goals. Factors fresh, never-frozen meals are ready in just two minutes. Stick to your wellness goals with premium ready-to-eat meals 
featuring high-quality ingredients such as broccolini, leeks, and asparagus. Too busy running around during the day to think about lunch? Keep your energy up with Lunch to Go, effortless, wholesome meals like grain bowls and salad toppers. Looking for calorie-conscious options this summer? Try delicious, dietitian-approved, calorie-smart meals with around or less than 550 calories per serving. It's all at Factor. Call to action. This is it. Head to factormeals.com slash BTF50. Use the code BTF50. Beyond the fairways, BTF50. Get 50% off. That's code BTF50 at factormeals.com slash BTF50 and get 50% off. So generally speaking, for somebody that's listening to this and they're in the sand, eventually it's going to happen. Just in a general sense, how do you get out of the sand? Talk about ball position, where you're at, all those things. Absolutely. So let's just say we're in a green side bunker and we've got a a pin that's very close to us, but we've got a decent sized wall, as you call it, to get out of. Ball's got to be up in your stance. Your hands have to be in a neutral position, either at the back end of the ball or a little behind the ball. And what you want to do about an inch or two behind the ball, you want to take that bottom of your wedge, which is called the bounce, and you want to come from a high point down right to that ball and slap the bottom of that wedge into the sand right next to that ball and then keep that face pointed towards the sky as you go through. That's going to give you extra lift. It's going to get the ball to land very softly. It's going to get you out of that trap. You've done that incredibly well lately. You've hit some really good bunker shots in that. So, guys, anytime you need, and gals, anytime you need that ball soft and high front towards your stance. If you're a left-handed golfer, that means towards your right foot. If you're a right-handed golfer, it means towards your left. And keep that weight a little bit back and then splash the sand and keep on going. The club keeps going. You're going to make a slight pivot to your left side for you right-handed golfers, and that ball's going to go up in the air and get out of that bunker. But do not, do not try to lift it. This game, as you we've told you a hundred times, Danny, it's a game of opposites. You want that ball to go up, you got to hit down on it. You got to get a little steeper and to get some lift. That's the way to do it. Well, last week we had three of the top six in our picks at the Scottish Open. We're, we're making some money for people. We on fire. I actually threw a couple shekels in there, Danny, and I cashed a ticket last week. Did I you did. really? I saw what I thought was low-lying fruit, and I took Tommy Fleetwood to finish in the top 10, and he was at like 900 or something like that. And, and so I didn't, you know, I think I put 50 bucks on him and got back, I don't know what it was, well, you're in the positive. or something. Yeah, I was in, and any time you're... You know, no, you're stealing. Any, yeah, it's a good thing. I've been on the I've been on the negative end of that a lot in my life. I'm with you on that. So we're gonna have our picks of the week. It's the British Open. This is Beyond the Fairways, and we're presented by Darty Business Solutions. Darty Business Solutions, our title sponsor, is a leader in our community in so many areas. Do they have over 2,500 teammates? In over 30 states and three countries? Yes, they do. Are they the largest IT consultant firm in our area? Yes, they are. Are they the largest software developer in the region? Yes, they are. But here are a few more important things to know about Darty Business Solutions. They were the presenting sponsor of the Ascension Charity Classic. This is a community game changer. First of all, it builds diversity in the IT workforce. Hundreds of mostly African-American women are getting fifty dollars to $60,000 a year jobs right out of high school. That's right, right out of high school. 
Ron Darty, company founder, chaired the 2023 Heart Ball, which supported the local American Heart Association chapters and raised over $600,000 in one evening. These are just a few examples of the many things that Darty Business Solutions do for our community. Darty Business Solutions. Where do we find the best golfers in the world this week? It's time for the Picks segment on Beyond the Fairways. Beyond the Fairways, British Open Edition, the final major of the year. That's Jay Delsing. I'm Dan McLaughlin, and we're presented by Darty Business Solutions. I'll start with a dark horse and see what you think about this. I always like just bouncing these off you and getting your initial opinion. So my dark horse is going to be Brian Harmon. I went with him. He finished in the top 10 at last year's British Open, tied for second at the Travelers, tied for ninth at the uh, Rocket Mortgage that was won by Ricky Fowler. But I, I tell you, the, the one thing I love is that he has been on fire. I was looking at his putting stats on fire putting the last two months, and I think that in any tournament is a key, but I'll go with that being a huge key with the British Open. I love it. Brian Harmon is a good player. He's been out on tour for a long time, made a lot of money, nearly won the U.S. Open yeah. when he was at Aaron Hills when Brooks Kepka came away with that championship. But Harmon was right there and showed everybody that the stage was not too big for him. And uh, I love it. He's a really great guy. He's a lefty, and he knows how to play. My sleeper pick is a guy that's just been creeping up the leaderboards each week under the radar, so to speak, and I'm going with Minwoo Lee. He's a, he is a South Korean that's that's grown up in Australia or New Zealand, I think, and he's got he's not even the best player in his family, Danny. I know. His sister is a rock star on the LPGA Tour, but I really like this kid. He kind of had a coming out party in the British Open a few years back. And he he just everything he does seems to be under the radar. You know, he was a factor in the in the U.S. Open uh, last month. So that's my sleeper pick. All right, my uh, favorite to win. And anytime we throw out a favor, you, you could put out Rory, you could put out Scotty Scheffler. I mean, they're all going to be in contention more than likely. But Xander Shoffley for me. Now he's made twenty seven straight cuts, eighteenth or better in his last six majors. 18th or better, and he's in the positive in every key strokes gain category. So maybe this is it. Xander Shoffley, I'll, I'll go with him as my British Open pick. I love it. Came out of the gates. I love this kid. Came out of the gates 62 at L.A. Country Club, tied for the lead, was right up there, had a bad uh, – just kind of stumbled. I think it was on Sunday's round. Of, it but, was. But, you know, still finished around ninth or 12th or something like that, and he is due – to win a, um, an event. He's been in the news a lot with saying how much, how many, uh, the the bridges that our commissioner Monahan has to repair in terms of trust and getting people to uh, listen to and believe what he says. So uh, he's, he's a, a stalwart on the U.S. tour. He's going to be in the Ryder Cup. He's a great young player. I'd love to see him knock off his first major. And how about for you? All right, so I'm in all over the place. I've been looking at Victor Hovland. I've been looking at Rory, who's a favorite, and I can't bet the, I can't take the favorite. I oh, you I, could take the favorite. I do oh, every week. Man, I got to tell you, Chef is on a heater like nobody's business. We haven't even mentioned John Rahman, exactly, and, and another great player. But I am, I am stuck between Terrell Hatton and my man from uh, Shane Lowry from Ireland, and I think I'm going to go with Lowry. I, 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 I have this weird feeling about Hatton this week. He, he, he finished in the top 10 last week and was right there, 
but I'm going to go with the Irishman and go with Shane Lowry. I like it. Do you think, uh, by the way, off the subject a little bit with our dark horse and our favorites, but do you think the live stuff dies down now that it's the final uh, major, the live players are invited to play, many of them will be there, and they're addressing the media, certainly in the first handful of days when they get there. But uh, there's two ways I look at it. One, maybe it dies down. But two, to the uh, the aforementioned Jay Monahan, now back from his illness, and he's getting roasted nationwide, really worldwide. I just wonder if that takes another level of, of attention or if it kind of dies down because it's a last major. No, Danny, it's a great point. I mean, the only thing that's keeping Liv in the news is either – this quote-unquote merger with the Saudis, or a major. Yeah. And once the major championship's over, I mean, I, I don't know. I, I, I mean, you and I have uh, fooled around and tried to watch a live event and stuff. You know, it's just there's it's tough. Just, it's not the same. There's just not much there. So it's it's really interesting. You know, Monaghan and, and how this thing go comes to full circle is going to be really interesting because, Danny, think of it this way. What happens if our commissioner gets on and says – Okay, guys, we've made a decision and we've 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 reached an agreement to end the litigation. So we're not. We've already spent fifty million dollars. The PGA Tour has, and we end that. Okay, so here and now we are considering X, and in this consideration, we are going we are going to have to rethink our position here. All right, we know that the Saudis have, and we can't outspend the Saudis. No one can. Sure. So we decided if the if Saudi and 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 this um, government wants to dump several billion dollars into golf, maybe it's something we need to reconsider. Maybe, but I certainly never me- mention the word merger, and I certainly don't go on TV with Yasser and and act like we're business partners. I don't know who gave him this advice. I don't know if. In order for the Saudis to pull the plug on the litigation, that this had to go on CNBC like it did. But w- the words he chose came out of his mouth, Danny. I I really think in the history of bad advice and bad looks, this is going to go down in the annals. Oh, of it's horrible for golf for sure. Sports, generally speaking, yes, it's going to because it's mis- it's been mishandled and it's been treated so poorly. And really, the face of the the downside of this now is Jay Monahan. No it's question. not Phil Mickelson. It's not Greg Norman. It's not you know some of the players that jumped. It's it's Jay Monahan and basically acquiescing to what these people wanted and double talking and, yeah, and being hypocritical. Danny, your background in sports is vast and everything. If this is your commissioner, ooh, he gone. Yeah, he I gone. think he's gone. I know. I know. I, I know. I, it's it's a, you. You mentioned it. The, the double talk. And the, the, the guys that uh, are really the face of your, your league or your tour, um, your city, your franchise, whatever, it's Rory McIlroy, it's Scotty Scheffler, it's the guys that had a chance John to leave, Rahm, John Rahm, that didn't. And now you got to try to save face with them when they're kind of carrying the water of your tour. That doesn't happen. That's the problem. There, there just comes a point in time, Danny, where sometimes it's the straw that breaks the camel's yeah. back, man, and there's no I, – I just don't – a fresh start I, I, with somebody new might be what's best for the tour. Yeah, I just that that's that's where I think I where I think we're headed. And and you know, if I'm the players, 
I really start thinking about some sort of representation sure. in a different fashion. So, because this can't happen again. You preach and preach about this member organization, blah, blah, blah. And then this doesn't get pitched in front of any other membership until it's let loose on television. Besides being irresponsible, it just, it, it borderlines on being unethical yeah. in terms of the, the organization and what you're trying to represent. Well, the positive is, though, it's the British Open, and this has been our British Open special on Beyond the Fairways. Sorry Always for that fun. bunny trail. I got, no, I got lost on that bunny trail a little so bit. So let's go Xander Shoffley. Let's go Dark Horse Brian Harmon. Yep. Min Woo, come on. Let's go, boys, and we're going to get Shane Lowry. I've been... Um, I kind of went away from the red, white, and blue. I'm kind of a partial uh, a honk for the red, white, and blue, but I, I have a feeling the weather could get a little dicey, and I, and I like uh, those folks that have played over there a little more. I like this show. This is always fun to do, and Jaybird, thanks for always stepping in and doing it. Oh, my gosh. Can't wait. Let's do it again. We will. That'll be next week. Again, we drop these podcasts every Wednesday. Big-name guests. Go back and listen to those. And this has been Beyond the Fairways, presented by Darty Business Solutions.